pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick. Cowboys offseason. Biggest question, what do you do with Dak Prescott? Todd Archer at ESPN.com has a very easy-to-read article that goes through the various scenarios and options that the Cowboys have with Dak. I know there's been... Different articles out there that are complicated. You might need a math degree to figure it out. Todd Archer has written Dak's Situation for Dummies, and I appreciate it. And he joins us now on the Buyer's Barricades guest line to talk about it. Uh, First off, thanks for dumbing it down for us to uh, really understand what the Cowboys' (laughs) options really are, Todd. Uh, no problem. I don't know how dumb I made it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I I probably confused myself on some of these things, so... No, you did, and and it was good. And and when I read this this morning, it was like, okay, now I understand. We've got three options uh, for with what the Cowboys can do with Dak Prescott. When you look at all three of them, obviously there's consequences to all, but we're trying to figure out what the best is. Todd, what do you think? Yeah, and that, that's uh, if I, I don't know. I don't know what the best is because let's say you play it out. Well, now Dak's able to go wherever he wants, and all you get back is a compensatory pick in 2026, right? So, or 25, whatever it would be, 26. Um, so, is, is that worth it to get back on the, on the quarterback wheel to try and make sure you find the right guy? Um, if, you ex- if you extend him, is it right to pay a guy, it's going to be $50 million at least, right, a year? Is it right to pay that to a guy who has a two and five playoff record? And when you know there's only one guy that's been hey, his Jerome, team starter, it's great to be back in San Antonio for this long, and made it to a Super Bowl for the first time. That's Kenny Anderson, ten years with the with the Bengals. Peyton Manning was nine, um, and Matt Ryan made it in his ninth. Now Peyton won two MVP awards. By the time he went to a Super Bowl, the Colts weren't looking to get rid of Peyton. And the funny thing is, everybody thought he couldn't win the big games. I think he lost his first three playoff games. And then, you know, you add the voids in that if you want to do that route or, or, or restructure his contract. Well, then, yeah, you have cap relief this year, but then he'll be on the cap for 2025 for $54 million. So you tell me what the best one is. <laughs> I honestly, God, don't know. I know if you, if you play it out, and don't do anything with him, then he's at least counting $36 million against your cap next year. 36 sounds better than 54 for sure, and, and maybe you don't want to pay the $50 million rate to get it for a guy who's won you two playoff games in nine years. You know, and I, and I think, Todd, as we visit with Todd Archer from ESPN uh, about the DAC contract situation, I think one of the biggest questions 
that none of us truly know the answer to. We can only guess, and as often as you're around Jerry and Stephen, because clearly they didn't extend Mike McCarthy, so I don't want to include him in here. Does Jerry and Stephen, do they still believe that Dak Prescott can win in the postseason? They're going to say yes, because that's the only thing they can say, uh, right? So how much do they believe it is another thing. He certainly played well enough throughout the course of the of the regular season to say, okay, he should play well in the, in the playoffs as well, and he didn't. Now, that 48-32 loss, he's not the re- main re- number one reason why they lost. He might not have been number the two reason that they lost. He's definitely in the top five. He's probably three with, with you know the pick six. They made it twenty-seven nothing and missing guys and and just not playing as well as he did in in other games. Um, but they won't. It would be interesting to have a truth meter on them when they would say we still believe in Dak and he can win a playoff game to see like do they mean it a hundred percent? Do they mean it fifty percent? Do they mean it twenty percent? Like you know they have to say they do because. You know, let's say they do nothing. Well, you know what I mean? A situation where you've badmouthed your quarterback, and now and now you're just going to be saying, going into the last year of his contract and not extending him, and then you're left with a guy who's unhappy and looking to get out anyway. So th- this is this whole the Mike McCarthy decision, the the Dak Prescott decision, all of the Cowboys' decisions are damned if you do and damned if you don't. You know, Todd, it's interesting that you said that about, you know, bad-mouthing Dak or whatever. With this whole social media thing that has come out with family members and all of that stuff, uh, the only guy that I've seen come back and say that, hey, don't say that, is Micah Parsons. Haven't heard from C.D. Lamb. Haven't heard from Jerry or Steven about any of those comments and coming in and saying, hey, Dak is our guy. You know, all of that other stuff is nonsense. Do you read anything into that? No, I put it as life with the Cowboys. And and Micah said, I love all my teammates. He didn't come out and say, I love Dak and all my teammates, if we truly want to parse what he's saying. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's made for great segments on on uh, talk radio and, and with you guys and, and the shows in the morning and all that stuff. But honestly, I don't, I've asked guys who played for the Cowboys for years, has anything that someone has said what Jerry has said ever bothered you or or made you think, like, I'm out of here? And none of them have ever said yes. Now, maybe they're just paying me lip service as well when I ask that question. But, I mean, I, I think by the time we get to, when are OTAs? May? April? Yep, yeah. Something yep. like that? No one's going to be talking about it. We'll, we'll ask it that first day, maybe, and then you get the answer, and then you move on. But, but by the time you get to that point, heck, CD might sign a contract extension. So may, maybe we'll have a chance to ask CD that question before we even get to that point. Well, but CD's mom wants him to go to Houston, apparently. <laughs> I mean, that, I, I think that's kind of the thing. It's it's one thing to have one brother, like, uh, but now you've got you know CD's mom, and you got Micah's brother, and and even Dak's brother, and it's like. You know, at some point, you kind of think the guys would say, hey, family, stay off of social media because it's affecting my job. But then again, it, as you said, life with the Dallas Cowboys is just different. Right. And I'll, I'll go back to something that Jason Witten has said before. Keep your eye above the spectator line when it comes to social media and, and worrying about things like this, right? And it's a little different when it's your family member. And you're right. And, and Dak's brother, Tad, was 
a guy who was on social media a lot, really didn't hear much from him at all during the season, but now he's jumped back in, uh, obviously last week with the stuff that he said. Uh, but keep your eye above the spectator line and worry about what you, what you need to worry about. And I guess have a message for your family to say, well, what are you doing? All, all you're doing is just causing more drama that that I don't need, certainly in the position that I play either a quarterback, a pass rusher, or a wide receiver. No doubt. Okay, if you if uh, in in talking about Dak and getting rid of him or, or whatever you're going to do him, you got to have a, a plan B. Trey Lance, Todd. What what do the Cowboys really think about this guy? Another great question that we don't. They've said all the right things about him, and and the the work that he's put in with it, with Scott Tolzien off to the side and getting ready in the in the early pregame warmups that he would throw routes throw passes to, to receivers and practice squad guys before games, and he, he would do some things in practice. They've said all the right things like that, that you would want to hear after you've traded for the guy, but I don't think that's any way. We're not going to know any of that until Oxnard, I would say, at the earliest when we see him in a padded practice for the first time because, remember, we don't watch them practice. We see them stretch, and then we're out of there when the regular season starts. So Oxnard at the Earth and then the preseason games. And remember, he's he's guaranteed $5 million this year. So he's not going anywhere either. So this is a big year for him. Uh, and, and maybe the Cowboys can use, if he plays well in the preseason, they can use something as trade leverage to move him somewhere else. I don't know what you could possibly get unless the team is just truly, truly desperate. Uh, but they, they're intrigued by him. I think that's how I wrote it in a story last week. They're intrigued by Trey Lance. In part because they've never had this kind of young guy pick so high in a draft since Troy, right? I mean, their highest quarterback that they've picked since Troy was Quincy Carter in the second round. And please tell me I'm not missing somebody. <laughs> no, I don't, no, think, I am, I don't right? think so. No. Yeah. So, I mean, so so of course they're going to be intrigued and they liked him coming in, and but. I don't think they can have any definitive answer on what he is or isn't at this point until they see him in a preseason game, and for us, until we see him in a in a training camp practice out in California. Dodd Archer from ESPN joining us here on the Blitz on ninety four one at San Antonio Sports Star for the Cowboys offseason. I know other things might happen before an extension is announced or done or not done with Dak, but does their offseason start with? what they plan on doing with Dak and how quickly, if they are going to sign him to an extension, do you think they will get that done? The, the quicker the better, right? Um, because it allows you to do more planning. Now, let's go back to the history of the negotiations that they had with Todd France to get the original deal done. Yeah. It took an awful long time. So this isn't going to be... I, 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 it would stun me if something were to be done by the start of the league year in March. Um, just because of what history tells us and how it's going. Short of Dak saying, I will take $40 million a year again for this deal to allow you guys the opportunity to get more players. That's, I, I don't think that Not would happen. happen. No. Right. So, th so then you have to look at other options. Uh, and I mentioned in today's story of, of where you get money and how you get the team better. And it's signing CD to an extension can lower his $18 million cap number. Restructuring the contracts of of Zach Martin and Trayvon Diggs gets you about twenty million bucks. You, again, you can still restructure Dak's contract and get you eighteen or so million, but then you're adding that money into the twenty twenty five cap. Terrence Steele, you can redo. You can cut some guys uh, that you would want to move on from and, and gain a little bit of room there. 
But I, I have a hard time telling people right now, like, you do this and this automatically makes the Cowboys better. I Let me say it in a better way. I don't know how the Cowboys go into 2024 better than what they were at the end of 2023. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a great point, Todd, because I, I, and we talking on this show all season long, I thought this was their best opportunity. And then when things played out the way they did with the Philadelphia collapse, the Cowboys getting the number two seed, I think that's what makes this so disappointing and why Cowboy fan now and maybe even Jerry Jones to some extent, because I haven't seen him that upset in a long time, kind of questioning number four and, and what they're going to do with him, that this, this is even a conversation. This, yeah, it's, it's a 28-season it's a drought that has led everybody to this point of, uh, uh, of misery. <laughs> and because this... All of this stuff seemed to be pointing to at least an NFC title game. 16 straight wins at home. The only team to go undefeated at home in 2023. You're playing a team that had to win the last game of their regular season to get into the playoffs. Um, you'd assume that they would at least win that one. And then they would play a team that they had beaten, perhaps controversially on a two-point play or not. There was a tripping penalty there that was called that was also controversial that led to them tie, uh, having the, the ability to tie that game but yeah this was the, this was set up for them and they're not now running into a, a conference where you know th- think of Romo's time where he, he lost to Brett Favre in 09 he lost to Aaron Rodgers in 14 um, you know Dak lost to Aaron Rodgers in 16 now their last three playoff losses are to Jordan Love making his first career playoff start Brock Purdy making his second career playoff start in Jimmy Garoppolo. That's where I think some of this stuff comes up, where it's like you're not having to run through the, the, the greats of NFL history to get to a Super Bowl now. And everything this year was certainly set up for them to at least get to an NFC title game, and that's what's heightened this level of disappointment. Damn, Todd, that's depressing when you put it like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Sorry, honestly, I it's, yeah. Well, no, I mean, but it, but it's the truth, and I think that's such a, a a frustrating part. And again, it comes back to Dak Prescott. But I, I, you, you name those quarterbacks, and I think about the way the defenses played in those games against Jimmy G. And you remember, it was two years ago. You know, Jerry was so upset he didn't call into his radio shows for a week. He was so angry, and we're going to get tougher on defense, and they haven't. Uh, we're going to do this, and they haven't done that. And yet it still comes back to Dak Prescott because he has all the leverage. I'm curious because I don't think Dak will do any kind of a discount. Uh, he has not shown in his career with his agent that he will do a discount. And we know Jerry likes to do longer contracts to spread out the um, the bonus money and all that kind of stuff. And Dak did a short four-year deal this time to get back to the negotiating table. Would Could you see Dak, even though history doesn't say he would do this, his part of giving back, do a five- or six-year deal to lessen the money? And then the question is, does Jerry want to sign him to that kind of a deal? Right. So, so the deal that he signed a couple years ago was a six-year deal. The last two years voided off. So that's so the Cowboys were able to prorate all the the sixty something million dollar signing bonus, whatever it was, over the the, the five years, um, and then able to restructure that the following year with another five years on top of that. So he 
it was a four-year deal in reality. In the technical terms, it was a six-year deal to help with the cap. So, I, I, I mean, I don't, so I don't know if that Uh-oh. much really matters. It's the it's the it's the it's the money and the cap cash flow and the cap flow, I guess, that helps you keep guys and sign guys. And the Cowboys have told us time and time again, they're not signing guys. So mainly it's about keeping their guys. And now who are they not going to be able to keep because of a $59 million cap number if they choose to keep it that, that one? Are you going to be able to keep Tyron Smith if he wants to continue to play, which who knows about that? Uh, Tony Pollard, can you get him back at a good rate? Uh, it, would you And would you want him back? Dorrance Armstrong on defense, a guy that is a pretty uh, – a pretty good player that no one ever really talks about around here with seven and a half sacks, a guy like that. Stephon Gilmore. Like, so there are guys that you would like to keep that I don't know if you'd be able to keep um, because of where that number is now. And, again, that's why all of this stuff is all tied to Dak's deal, and it's all damned if you do and damned if you don't. Uh, no kidding about that. <laughs> i got to ask you this question, Todd. If Dan Quinn doesn't get a job as a head coach, is he back with the Dallas Cowboys? I believe so. I don't. I don't think that there's been nothing that I've heard out of the star that would lead me to think otherwise. Interesting. Um, and and I, 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 I'm probably talking out of both sides of my mouth when I w- wondered about the McCarthy decision and it was a time to move on from him. But um, with Dan and moving on from the coordinator, like, if are, would you be making that decision to move on from him based on one game? Because the three-year run of them is pretty good with the turnovers and the sacks and where they were in 2020. Um, now, there are things he needs to get better at, absolutely, uh, and put his guys in better situations to play and understand that you can't play nickel against everything and, and mixing and matching and all that. I, yeah. But tell me which coordinator you'd get if it's not Dan Quinn that you'd say there's an upgrade. And I don't know if you could make that case, honestly. Um, maybe there are, there are going to be guys available. Whereas on the McCarthy decision, if it's tell me that who would be the upgrade over him, well, there is a guy that's won six Super Bowls that <laughs> theoretically you would say would be better than him, um, and is a guy who just won a national championship in college football <laughs> and took another team to a Super Bowl before he took that job in Michigan. So there are options there. I don't know if the op- same options exist defensively if you want to replace Quinn. I think I think the Quinn thing is more of an emotional decision for people that are just tired of what they saw against the, the, the Packers and are remembering that and not the last 51 regular season games. And even the San Francisco playoff games, I think the defense allowed, what, 19 and 22 points or something like that? Like It wasn't like they were getting run in those playoff games against the Niners to where you're like, oh, gosh, here you go again. True, although when I, when I think about December, you know, the way Geno Smith in Seattle lit up that defense, even though the Cowboys ultimately won that game, you think about the Buffalo game. Was that just Dan Quinn with some injuries and, and different things just doing the best he could with the available personnel, or was that on Dan Quinn and the defenses that he was calling? I think it's on, yes, I think it's on Dan Quinn, and I think some of their linebacker decisions that they made were on Dan Quinn. Uh, not, not playing Rashawn Evans, I don't know what, before you let him go. Like He was a guy who played linebacker his entire life. Like Just give him an opportunity to show he can't play, and they never really did that. So... Um, again, I'm not saying it's the best. Hmm, how do I want to wear this? 
I can understand that, that why people would want to get rid of Dan Quinn. I think there's more of a be careful what you wish for um, factor if you were to move on from him. And then what, what else you would bring in here uh, as your coordinator with a head coach on the last year of his contract. You know, it's it's interesting. So much of this conversation could have just been titled "Damned if you do, damned if you don't." <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Life with the Dallas Cowboys. Todd Archer from ESPN. Article is fantastic. Yes. Make sure you follow Todd on Twitter at Todd Archer. Appreciate you jumping on with us. It's going to be another interesting Cowboys off season. It always is. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate Thanks. it. Todd Archer on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales. For San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.